0: of flame. the hottest podcast on the internet. We destroy the government. We destroy the time. That was uh, Alice Cooper channeling Gary Newman and uh, a very weird face for Alice Cooper, but kind of interesting. flush the fashions that what it was or flush the fusion. Flush Your Radiator. Uh, the name of that track is Clones. And uh, I actually like it. I, I like that that period for Alice Cooper, actually. Flush The Fashion. That's the name of the album. And he definitely flushed the fashion on that, uh, on that track. Looking very un-Alice Cooper-like. Very interesting character, Alice Cooper. The genesis of the band, of course. Also quite, I'm going to button up the top button today. It's a Little sloppy around the neck. We got the time tunnel background. Welcome to the show. This is uh, 15 Minutes of Flame. I am your host. We're, I think we're probably going to go for about an hour today. That's my sense. Because, uh, man, I got a, I got a big runway of clients today. I've got like four four clients lined up. And then the last one is a two and a half hour session, so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a marathon. I think it'll be a good marathon. But it's definitely gonna be a marathon. So um, we're gonna probably do about an hour's worth of a show today. And so, what are we gonna talk about? You know, that it's clear now we are in this deep eclipse period, deep eclipse cycle. We could just see all the things started to you know, come together in, in a, uh, not so interesting way. The baby formula thing is, uh, troubling to say the least. I'm not sure what isn't troubling right now. Um, you have, we have a lot to sort through today and we'll get there. We will sort through it. We will get through it. We will find the pearls hidden somewhere in the piles of social feces, or however you want to, <laughs> however you want to spin it, because uh, we're working through a lot of shit. All right, so welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the stream. This is Robert Phoenix. You are listening to and or partaking in fifteen minutes of flame. All right, who do we have here? Who's in the who's in the house? We got Empath. What's going on, Michael? Good to see you. Uh, I think up means wake the clock up. The cow cars are waiting. The amount of tyranny you get is the amount of tyranny you will put up with. That is true. That is your morning maxim of the day. Uh, DJMC jumping on the Twitter world, Twitterverse, with their new terms and conditions, which says, hey, we can do pretty much anything we want with your information and data but that's nothing new they've been doing it anyway they're just being transparent what's going on my man steve good to see you uh, we got tj and my man ryan beth barry is here equicentric deep, beep beep. porky big wendy says hi wendy i hope your grandson is doing okay keep us posted please good news felix is out of the icu there we go all right asking ye shall receive good news thanks for sharing that uh let's see and uh, so tom is there we got some virtual hugging going on that's great chris and steve in the house what's going on crimmies always a pleasure to see you alice cooper school's out for summer not out for summer yet We're getting very close Biden calling Trump the MAGA king. That is, the whole Biden thing is getting more and more bizarre every day now. We recorded a fun show with Emily yesterday, probably up in a week or so. Emily has been cranking out the content. Yeah, I did a show with her on Monday on Occult Tennis, which was interesting. And I guess she did like a three-hour show with this guy, Les Luthor, um, who flew into Ukraine? I think. I think he's also connected to Nish. It's very interesting how how he's kind of slotted into a mutual orbit in our worlds. And um, I did a I did a show yesterday with um, Danny Katz. That was really good. That was a two hour burner. I'm not sure when that's going to be up, but I'll let people know for sure. Uh, Let's see. Who else do we have? C. Pines. Good morning, C. Pines. Uh, Michael brings up something interesting here. Supposedly the baby formula has all gone to the southern border for the new citizens. I've I've heard that. I've also heard that the... uh, So-called elite have been hoarding some of the baby formula, too. Apparently, and I did not know this, weightlifters use baby formula. Weightlifters and bodybuilders use baby formula. That's pretty unusual. Kelly B's here. There's Fran. C.C. Jones. Maurice 100. What's going on, Maurice? All right. We got a... uh, we got we got a uh, cozy and faithful represent representation of Chatlandia hanging in there today. We got Jasper right over here, the astrological cat, chiming in, doing his thing here as the uh, co-pilot of our affairs. Yeah, I, didn't you pick that song? I think it was your song. Yeah. No. Uh quick Rosie update. She's uh eh, you know, not doing well. So um, I think she's probably on the clock here. The the uh, the continued use of the Rife definitely shifted her condition. She was doing things that she hadn't done in a long time. Uh and then I gave the the Rife back to Joan because she was having some issues with her cats so then i i went to the uh, the spooky two and i'm not sure entirely what the spooky two was doing but it didn't seem to have the same effect as the rife so if i had to use this as an opportunity to rank these two healing systems i'd probably go rife over spooky two i mean unless i'm not really hitting those frequencies with the spooky two um, correctly, because you know there's there there are people who are very very good at it. So I'm I'm a novice and I know how to program it a little bit, but there are people that can play the spooky too. Like you know they're kind of like Hendrix on the spooky too. They can bounce stuff and mess with the different wave patterns, and um, you change things up so the pathogens don't get used to one frequency. So so there's a lot of manual operation that you can get involved with uh and I was doing the the remote sensing pad. So the thing about the rife machine was the the gas tubes um which were in proximity with uh, Rosie's body which I think made a made a big difference actually. Uh anyway, we got the rife back. We'll see what happens next couple of days but I'm it's, it's just not looking real good. So um we'll deal with that when when it happens, right? Or when we have to make it happen. And I think it feels to me like, uh, you know, whatever's going on with her and, uh, you know, Joan just lost um, her oldest cat overnight. So uh, it feels to me like these are kind of symbolic events, actually. You know, that they represent our connection to the world in a lot of ways, and they're dying, Right, the the world is dying. the The world that we know is pretty much over, and we're living with uh, the body, the corpus of Western civilization, and it's on life support. I mean, think about that, right? Think about the whole thing with what happened with COVID and people being put on respirators and ventilators, and how that's really a metaphor. Right. Okay. Well, we're going to put you on a on a on a ventilator. We'll, so we'll keep you alive, uh, but um, but uh, it is uh, not the the prognosis of this patient is not great. And I'm talking about the West. So we're going to get into some of that today. We're going to try to keep it as positive as we possibly can, but we also cannot. Uh, We cannot underestimate or undervalue or be in denial of the times that we're in because that doesn't work. Unless, of course, you are like Gimple the Fool, in which case you can just trip your way through, through life and not really care. The Alfred E. Newman of the modern times that we're in. So we're going to get into it. Before I do, of course, I need to talk a little bit about True Hemp Science, which is right there. I'll give you the visual. And there is True Hemp Science. Bada-bing. And uh, again, I used the gummies last night. They were delicious. And helped me... uh, fall asleep as they normally do by the way i got my new vacuum but this is chris's time and chris's spot so i'll tell you about the new vacuum after this and uh worked like a charm every time so i i would suggest that if you did get the the gummies that you probably take them at about nine thirty. If you're into that 10 o'clock sleep cycle, you, you need to catch that sleep cycle. It happens at 10, right? We know how these things work. 10 o'clock, 1 a.m., 3 a.m. Those three those three periods are the times when your body is most ready to go to bed. You go to sleep. The other one is 7 p.m. 7 p.m. is a big one. And a lot of people back in the day, when they didn't have electricity, would go to bed when it was dark. Pretty much lights out and uh they would. That was. They had interesting sleep cycles. They had this thing called the second sleep, which I've talked about before. But if you want the first sleep, you want a quality first sleep. Uh, the CBD gummies from True Hemp Science, I highly recommend. And we have a link right there, TrueHempScience.com, backslash ref. That's R-E-F backslash twenty-three. And hundred dollars worth of product gets you twenty dollars worth of free product. So in essence, you're getting. 100 for 80. You're saving $20 off your off your bill because you're getting $20 worth of quality CBD. Just put in uh, 15 mins. That's 15 M I N S capital M I N S, and you'll get your discount for True Hemp Science, which is it's a good thing. So, where where are we going to start today? If you're listening to the podcast welcome why don't we talk a little bit about the baby formula stuff because i thought it's bizarre it's totally bizarre let me go into my my sources here um it so the other part of this baby formula thing is bill gates of course Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and the the fourth industrial revolutionists or the fourth industrial revolutionaries, they have a new plan for baby milk. It's called lab-grown human milk. Do you see what's happening here? The means of production in, in industry are changing. Right, The assembly line the, the mechanized world of the assembly line, some of that will still be around, but a lot of it is going away. The new assembly line, the new factories or laboratories. If you haven't figured that out yet, this is your opportunity to fine tune your signal. So the new the new factories or laboratories, and whether it's, uh, you know, CRISPR gene babies or, uh, you know, transplanting a womb into somebody's belly who theoretically shouldn't be able to carry a child, right? Lab-grown meat, you know, bug patties. Uh, I I mean, they started with the the miracle meat, like that shitty meat that looks and and tastes like beef. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, That's where the commercialization of this stuff started and it's, it's all lab grown. They're, they're not, they're, they're not, they're not really processing. I mean, the whole idea of processing becomes something completely different when you're dealing with a lab experience, but that's where we're going, right? This is where we're going. So let me show you this story about Bill Gates's new product. Lab grown human milk, may just be three years away. Well, they probably already have it. So it's not like they're on a uh, drag race to see who comes up with it first. So let's uh, dive into the grotesquerie. Uh, Breast milk was the perfect food for babies, but not all mothers are able to breastfeed. And with adoption or surrogacy, parents don't have the option. That's not really true. They have wet nurses. Trust me, plenty of wet nurses around. I've seen them. Enter BioMilk, M-I-L-Q, the North Carolina-based startup working to create human milk outside of the body. From burgers to breasts. The idea first came to co-founder and chief officer, chief science officer, Layla Strickland, in 2013, after she heard about the world's first lab-grown burger. Ah, see? A cell biologist by training, Strickland wondered if similar technology could be used to culture human milk. Producing cells, she tells CNN Business. Strickland had struggled to produce enough breast milk for her first child. A lot of women are grappling with this. You know, I bet it's a diet-related thing. Just throwing it out there. Globally, only one in three babies receives as much breast milk in their first six months as experts recommend, says the World Health Organization. Oh, our friends. Instead, many parents rely on formula. The milk formula industry was worth over $52 billion in 2021, according to market research provider Euromonitor International, often based on powdered cow's milk formula is able to satisfy a lot of the nutritional requirements, Strickland says, but it cannot replicate the complexity of human milk. Strickland says, biomilk's product by comparison better matches the nutritional profile of breast milk and formula with more similar proportions of proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. The biomilk team creates its product from cells taken from human breast milk and breast tissue. Donated by women in the local community who get a target gift card in return. You can fucking believe this. Here you go. Here's your $100 target gift card. Thank you for helping us create an entire industry based on your cellular contribution. BioMilk grows the cells in flasks, feeding them nutrients then incubates them in a bioreactor that mimics the environment in a breast. Here, the cells absorb more nutrients and secrete milk components. BioMilk's product is made using cells found in human milk and in breast tissue. So you can see theoretically how this thing works, right? BioMilk was still three to five years off from getting a, a product to market. Strickland says, first, the startup needs to grow... Mammary cells at a much larger scale and at a lower cost. BioMilk also needs to convince regulators that the product is safe for babies. They shouldn't have that much of a problem. A task that is especially challenging for the for a new food category like lab-grown human milk products. There we go. I mean, the, I mean, the whole thing is completely insane. You know, completely insane. And it's being driven by by a woman who. Couldn't come up with enough breast milk for her kid. I mean, that's her, her theoretical buy-in. I have to save the children of the world because there are a lot of other women like me who are too stressed out and uh, don't have the right diet. So we're not happy cows. I think Bill Gates has a stake in biomilk, if I'm not mistaken. Candace Owens talks about it. She makes the connection. Let me see if I can find it right here. Um, this is from uh, here we go, right there. Stacy B. I think this person used to be or Stacy Ray, somebody different. Here we go. This is the uh, the news from my Twitter feed and uh, there's the Bill Gates connection in here, which you'll see. U.S. firm BioMilk is artificially producing human breast milk. Claims it's better for the environment, of course. Bill Gates, alongside other investors, helped BioMilk raise $21 million in October 2021. Well, that's nice and symmetrical, isn't it? Got the 21 and the 21. Oh, there she is. The proud mama of her test tube milk. So we have an issue with the milk supply. I've also heard that, I don't buy milk, by the way. I, I have stopped drinking milk a long time ago. But um, I've heard that, that the people that do buy milk, that the milk they're buying is going bad faster. Has anybody experienced that? I've seen this on a number of different uh, forums that, uh, that the milk is not lasting as long. So, yeah, we have this issue, and guess what? It is a nodal issue. What are we dealing with? We're dealing with babies. You know, this is this is the Taurus-Scorpio thing. And again, with Scorpio, what are you doing? You're giving of your life, right? That's what, a, that's what a mother does. She gives of her life to the child. South Node, we don't have any breast milk. And that's kind of Taurus area, right, from here to, up through here, then we get into the lungs. We're into Gemini territory, but I definitely think that the that the breasts are are, are Taurus for sure. Now, um, Isis, the theoretical universal mother, you know, she's got these statues of her breastfeeding, right? So it goes all the way back to ISIS, the universe. So there was this story back in, uh, I was around 2010, I think, 2010 or 2011. And it was one of those stories that, that really kind of blew my mind. And it was during this breastfeeding period. And there were these two women in the army. Let me see if I can find the, uh, if I can find this. We're almost there. Give me one second. A little on the fly here. So I'm sure I'll be able to just type in the. uh... Yeah, it was right here. Right here. So I remember seeing this. Um, So this is back in 2012, right? But I think I did the story on this before 2012. Let me see if I can get a better picture. Yeah, this is a good one right here. And I just thought this was this was really weird. Like these women don't even look human in some ways. The whole thing was just completely. It's more Mercury retrograde, so let's take a trip back into time. We got the time tunnel here. So you can see photo photos of military moms, breastfeeding sparks controversy. So of course she's got twins. Of course there's twins involved. And I remember seeing this and this is uh, 2012. I think it was a little bit before then. Um, and listen to the names of these women. One of the military moms, Taryn, her name is Taryn. Like, hi, I'm from earth. I'm a Terran. Terran Echigoyan McCabe. What the fuck name kind of name is that? Breastfeeds your 10-month-old twin girls on her lunch breaks and says, I'm proud to be wearing a uniform while breastfeeding. Ter- I remember I remember that name too. It was like, man, that was a that's a weird name. So this thing was Sparking an uproar in a debate. And what I saw during this time was that it was a ritualized exercise that was a pay in to Isis, who is the great, you know, the great breastfeeder. And it was right around the same time that um, Isis, the entity, was getting ramped up and I thought this is all very weird. You know, this is all weird. We have these breastfeeders, they're lactating in the military. There's this Isis thing that is starting to brew. Isis is the uh you know, is the universal mother and the breastfeeder of humanity, right? It was almost like we're 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 suckling this movement, this lab-grown terrorist group because they were lab-grown ISIS was lab-grown that was, that was a total manufactured terror group just kind of popping up out of the desert out of nowhere right ISIS, ISIL, Daesh always changing their their name changing their brand pivoting driving around in brand new Toyota trucks with machine guns mounted in the back the whole thing, looking back on it, it's so fucking bizarre. And yet it was driving our spending. It was driving our military budget. It was consuming our attention at the time, generating fear. When are they going to come here? When are they going to come here? We can't let them come here. We've got to make sure that we deal, deal with them over there. And then you have these two women doing the weird breastfeed. You wouldn't see that now. You would not. You know why? You know why? Because those women would personify women right they would personify women inside of the military this is how much things have changed in 10 years in a decade the military is promoting you know private isis and her buddy and uh, now they're they they wouldn't do that because they don't want to get in trouble for saying well you know a man could do that too, or a birthing person could do that. It's not just somebody who supposedly is female and and has a set of milkers on her. Right. So you would never see, you wouldn't see that this now, but you could, you would see it then the other part of it too, is is that the military saying, Hey, no worries. If you're a mom, And you want to join the military and you want to have a kid you want to breastfeed it's it's all good with us it's part of the the frog meet the water meet the boil syndrome so but the whole thing was weird right but here we are true node and and taurus south node and scorpio coming into the eclipse Uh, crypto is taking a huge dump and what's really interesting too that the coin that's really associated with this is Luna. People have lost their fucking shit with Luna. I think it's down to, it was was up around 125. I think it's down to what, six now? It's mind-blowing how much they lost over a brief period of time. Now, what's interesting about Luna, of course, is that it's connected to the nodes. Because when we talk about the nodes, we talk about the, true node slash north node, and then the south node. Those are lunar aspects. And what are we coming into? We're coming into a lunar eclipse. So just prior to the lunar eclipse, the crypto coin, the digital asset, Luna, takes a big dump, huge dump. People lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, if you listen to this program, you had the opportunity to listen to Masaki, basically tell you almost to the day when this thing was going to spike and then it was going to hit a trough. He nailed it. He totally nailed it. And uh, he'll be on tomorrow. We'll do a quick 30-minute uh, update with Misaki to get a, a sense to see what take the temperature of the, the tumbling and crashing crypto market but he knew it and he, and you heard it here. And a lot of you uh, took our course and hopefully you were able to extract something out of that. Uh, especially if you were into a short, short-term profit and gain. I think, um, let me show you the, the graph. I think I have it here. Where is it? Oh, it's on. Telegram. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see what we got here. I'm pretty sure I can uh, get online. Give me one sec. I don't want to log in with my QR code. Sorry, I'm gonna refuse Nick with the QR code. All right. Oh, I don't have my phone. All right. So I'll I'll bring it up tomorrow. I'll have it I'll have it queued up for tomorrow. Basically, it's a it's a graph. It's a chart. And the peak of where Bitcoin was before it took a dive was almost to the day that Masaki talked about it. and said, here's what's going on. We're going to get this ramp up and then it's going to dive. And I do believe things are going to go parabolic again, but not, and and we'll talk about this tomorrow with Masaki because I'd heard that Bitcoin was going to get down to somewhere like 5,000. That's what I've heard. But think about that. You had Bitcoin at 50,000. Now if you bought Bitcoin at hundred, well, you can still live with 5,000, but 50,000 would have been a hell of a lot better. If it does get to 5,000, then you know people will get in and people will make you go parabolic. But by that time, who's going to have the, uh, the assets? In order to get in, and they've been Janet Yellen and and the hedge funds and the the banks hate Bitcoin, uh, the hedge funds love Bitcoin if they can manufacture a run and a pump and dump, they're fine, uh, but they'll also disable parts of bit, uh, the the uh, uh, cryptocurrency world in order to enact change and have Janet Yellen and the Fed step in and do their Fed-related bullshit, right? So we're in that phase now where everything is starting to get very top-heavy in terms of systems collapsing in on themselves. There's one baby formula manufacturer called Abbott. It's going to take them 10 weeks to start producing more baby formula, according to them. Well, how did this happen? Well, the FDA said, you got to stop. You have to stop producing baby formula. They were told. So this, this is a real problem. This, this is the, the government now is completely unveiling their face, which is the face of tyranny. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. And I'm sure there's some AI out there tracking this little podcast, whatever. And, uh, there's a little AI list or who, who knows. But the government has now inserted itself into almost every level of our everyday affairs from taking on a federal judge in Florida and saying, well, we don't agree with your mask wearing, uh, ruling. So we're, we're going to challenge you in uh, the court of law. And we're going to challenge this. So now it has to go to another level. could ultimately go to the Supreme Court once again. And the other thing that the government is, so, so this is happening all the time now. Right? All Right? At, at every single turn, fertilizer, nope, can't get it on the train. We're not allowing you. Sorry. Oh, remember all that stimulus money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the railroads are going to, going to uh, listen to us because... Um, you know, we bailed them out, and we still give them money. So they're in essence, we kind of own them. So if we put out the order to not haul any uh, fertilizer, they're going to listen to us, and you're fucked. Sorry. Do you know where the government works works really well? They're incredibly efficient with sending money to Ukraine. They're great at that. Man, God, what a! They're a model of efficiency when it comes to that. Um. So yeah, now we've got. The FDA saying, well, sorry, you got to shut down that baby formula plant. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you can't hold that fertilizer. Now we have the crisis in Alaska where there were two massive oil leases that were ready to go. And um, what does the government do? Shuts them down. No, we don't need it. It's going to impact the environment. I think they had another one or two in the Gulf of Mexico shut that down. Of course we know they shut down the Keystone pipeline and there are a lot of people in the ecology world that love that, but you know, how are you dealing with the gas thing? Oh, I don't drive. I don't drive. I catch a ride with a friend. They're inserted at almost every level now. And even mainstream media, which we've known for a long time, but Fox News won't even touch 2000 mules. Tucker even said he can't talk about it. His contract stipulates that he can't talk about the uh, 2020 election. So where are we with that with Tucker? Are we like, okay, well, we, it's fine. You can talk about other things and try to keep people up to speed in the most mainstream media fashion. And we understand you're handcuffed around this. So we'll give you a pass. It's kind of like Alex Jones with uh, Freemasons and Jewish power. Never talks about it. He will talk about the Nazis, though. Oh, yeah. He'll Nazi out. Um, So the government has just inserted it. So we're seeing all these systems begin to shut down. This is why I have the title for today's show. Well, that's all, folks. And we're still going to be in this phase, but it's going to get incrementally harder with each passing week, each passing month. Like it's going to get, you know, the, the West is going through a brutal drought. I talked about that yesterday too, how they're finding these bodies in Lake Mead and like, holy shit. This is what happens with the South Node and Scorpio. You find out where the bodies are buried, literally and figuratively. So this is going to be a very power, intense time. This eclipse, we're seeing it, we're feeling it. You know, the whole the whole crypto thing is happening. Stocks are down. That means Google's down. Netflix, Netflix is in big trouble. We talked about Carvana laying off twenty five hundred people, just on Twitter. Like it was a Zoom meeting. Yep, sorry, you're done. Thanks. You get your two weeks, and you know, good luck. Good luck. We wish you all the best. These are very challenging times and they challenge the, the human spirit and the human heart, uh, the human condition. And is it as bad as the depression from the 20s? No, we're not at soup lines yet. But when we had COVID, theoretical COVID, people were lining up to get food. They they couldn't get enough food fast enough. I mean, there were a lot. I I remember seeing lines of cars on the news in San Antonio. And of course, uh, President Clone blaming uh, King MAGA for all of our COVID woes and ills. You know, look, wherever you chime in on the whole Trump uh, COVID thing, I don't think there is really any president who could have handled that in a way that would have been more satisfactory for us. I don't think there's any, there, I, I couldn't see anybody that we theoretically know about. I bet if Paul Singer was president, okay? If Paul Singer was president and he was on our team, Oh, Paul Singer could have handled it because he has no problem being tyrannical. He could have handled it for sure. So, uh, but, but I mean, who could have, you have all, all this media focused on you and what you're doing wrong all the fucking time. And I do think at a certain point, Trump was doing his best. I do believe this by the way. I believe that Trump was doing his best to try to stave this thing off. Cause I remember him talking about hydroxychloroquine and who knows, maybe he had some shares in it. And then he, he has a little cocktail. Regeneron. Remember when he got Regeneron? Well, his buddy, his real estate buddy, his golfing buddy was the CEO of Regeneron. But that's downstream from the beginning of the event. So Trump was ready to profit off, but there was a period where he wasn't. And I'm like, I'm, I was rooting for the dude. It's like, come on, fucking hang in there, man. Like just hang in there with this hydroxychloroquine stuff and get, and get this little fucking fraud out of here. Just get him out. And there were, there were weird stretches. There was that, that press conference where Mike Pompeo comes out and says, it was an exercise or a drill that had gone live and Trump says, I wish you would have told me. Remember that? I believe that by the way, I believe that Trump did not know just like he didn't know that he was going to win. I, I, and he was surprised as hell in 2016 when he actually won the election. So he, he did his best. And I think at some point it shifted, it changed. And who knows what caused the shift and the change? Uh, was it a threat to his family, his family's fortune? Did they have some kind of deeply black? Because he's also going through the impeachment shit, right? I mean, just think about this for just a second. Who could who could handle this? Who could handle going through an impeachment, have your name dragged through the mud? And I don't care if you think that Trump is in on it. Right. And maybe to some degree he might be. He's a Gemini. It's he's hard to figure out in this way. Even so, if he's in on it, he's got to be humiliated on a daily fucking basis. Like, how much how much is that really worth? Right? How much is that worth to have your family, to have your name, your 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 children, your, your son, your son, like your newest born son, dragged through the mud on a daily basis. I mean, you go back and look at that time. I mean, it was thick. You couldn't get through a day without a screaming, blistering attack on everything that Donald Trump stood for. So by the time you get to you know, 2020, he's endured three years, almost four years worth of Abuse on a daily basis. I mean, even it's the most superhuman of humans that would run down. I don't know anybody who, who who. I mean, think about it for a second, right? Let's go back to Nixon, who who is clearly one of the most uh, you know degraded, popular political figures of our time. Nixon is around during a time where there's no internet. Yeah, I know. There are three networks. And there's PBS. And there's newspapers. And there's radio. Talk radio hadn't taken off at all. Talk radio really takes off in the 90s. Yeah, I know. Look at Jasper. So Nixon, who is a scaly Capricorn, had to endure the version of the world that he was going through I think he did the best that he could and at a certain point he realized because what happened with Nixon is they, they took away his access to everything they, they took the football away from him they took everything away he so there was a period of time there prior to his resignation that we didn't have a president Nixon was completely ineffective he'd been neutered At that point, he knew that the game was over. He tried to stay in the game for as long as he possibly could. So his layer or level of abuse, he'd been through it before. You remember when he said, you're not going to have Dick Nixon to kick around anymore? Because he had run. He ran in 60 and he lost to Kennedy. Kennedy. uh 64 when johnson after finishing out his one-year interim term ran against barry goldwater nixon did not run had nixon run against johnson he might have won although johnson would have gotten the benefit of the uh, sympathy vote oh poor bastard we may as well just vote him in because (sighs) we're so depressed so disappointed we want continuity. Uh, Nixon might have beat him, but they run him out in sixty-eight because Johnson won't run. And uh, man, he just he just crushed Hubert Humphrey. He just crushed him. And then McGovern comes around and he crushes McGovern as well. So, but what Trump went through with his humiliation campaign was unlike anything I've ever seen. Like I said, Nixon got a lot of heat, but there wasn't the internet. There wasn't thousands and thousands of millions and millions of people like broadcasting on a daily basis, screaming at the top of their lungs on social media how evil and, and how disgusting and how vile you are. Think about that for a minute. Think about having to take that on. That's just I can't even imagine it. You know, there and there are some people who will wilt very quickly when they get a lot and to Trump's credit, whoever he is or, or was at the time, it certainly didn't necessarily do that. But, and I would say he held in there for as long as he could when it came to the lockdown and the vaxes and all that shit. And then at a certain point he, he switched. He like went all in when he, when he just jumped on board the operation warp speed train. He's like, that's it. If you can't beat him, join him. I think that's what happened. Um, a lot of people think that by him doing that, that there was some degree of saving the country because they wanted to have the, the country and the world in a five-year lockdown. I, I, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if they could pull that off, honestly it seems like it's a deep rationalization for how complicit he became at a certain point. And maybe it's true. Maybe that's true. Maybe in another reality, in an alternate reality, um, he doesn't do that. And we have five years worth of just absolute cruel vice grip, forced austerity, four shots, Forced vaccinations, right? Or forced um, passports, forced masking, everything that the nightmare that we knew is a nightmare that won't won't end. Who knows? Maybe that's true. And we're still dealing with the aftermath of it. And we're still dealing with the WHO and the UN. And you know, there's this what there's this bill, I think, in place where they want to sign the US over to the WHO for global global medical and pandemic response. So whatever the who says goes, the who says do this, every country in the world has to follow in and lockstep. That's pretty heavy stuff, right? And that's, that's another program that's running in the background amidst all these other programs that are representing, you know, what we would call socioeconomic collapse. They're working overtime to sink the Titanic here, this is what's going on. And the 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 hard part around all of this, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be depressing, but I'm just telling you because this is what's going on. The hard part about all of this is like, at least on a visible level, we don't see anybody doing anything. The power that the executive branch has accrued, it's, nah, we're killing that lease. Sorry, that's like, that is, th- That's a monarchy. That's a plutocracy is what it is. There's no, there's no checks and balances. There's no representation at this point. So I'm not even sure why, why we're invested in, in being a country. We, we either solve this and really come together and rally together because we understand where this thing is going or we realize that the body is too riddled with cancer and you know, we cut out the parts that theoretically we need to cut out, which to me means that we're probably going more into a balkanization and state seceding. I think there's a chance of that. It may not be the, the worst thing. It certainly wouldn't be the best thing. The best thing would be to, for people to fucking wake up and, you know, shake, shake these people loose. It's happening, but the, remedies, the remedy is not easy, right? Where is the remedy for this? Where is the remedy for tyranny? Now, sometimes God mets out its own justice. There is a story of uh, this guy who was uh, trying to bury somebody that he had killed. And I guess he was vaccinated And while he's digging the grave, he drops dead. There's some irony there, right? There is some just delicious, deep fucking irony. You know, that God, somehow God is this omniscient force, right? This omniscient, omnidimensional force. And knows that somewhere down the line, this guy is theoretically going to kill this woman. And when the time comes, the vaccine, that's one moment where the vaccine has redeemed itself. Think about that for a second. In one moment, this motherfucker who killed somebody that he was going to, in the process of burying the person he killed, dies from a heart attack, like likely a blood clot, likely from the vaccine. That is the one victory I think That the vaccine has had amidst hundreds of thousands of losses. Is it enough to offset what's happened? Absolutely not. But it gives you an insight in some ways, in a weird way, like how the world works. I was talking about this with with Danny yesterday. It's a really great interview. I I really like Danny. I think she's really cool. She's an Aquarius with an Aries rising. Look out. You know, we're, we're in this, uh, we're in this Aquarian phase where things happen in reverse, like they happen in reverse. So this guy thinks he's going to get away by killing somebody and he's going to get off scot-free. Well, it's got to bury the body. Well, you got another thing coming. How would you like to have been that dude in that moment? Like just the those few moments of awareness, because because the, the the entity, the individual, not the entity, but the individual knows it's dying. Right? It's like, Ugh. you know, system fail, system fail. So, <laughs> could you imagine being in that mind, right? Like, oh fuck, I killed this person, and now I'm gonna die. And then you know, right? This guy like he thought that he could bury this body and get on with his life whatever it is and somehow try to redeem his situation not through any kind of spiritual agency or grace but just like i'm going to live i'm going to live my best life now cuz i got that bitch out of the way and he's thinking that you know it's going to be worth it it's going to be worth it that the amount of time that he has left he'll be free and clear of whatever trouble headache heartache whatever right it's he's made, he made a, he made a decision like this is worth it and then in that moment he realizes that well uh, my decision is not, probably not a good one and then he starts to see all the all the nasty little creatures that are waiting for him right think about that moment do you think do you think in that moment he realized that it, it might have been the old plot shot do you think it might have been that you think he said oh shit i should not have got that shot I that, if i hadn't gotten that shot i'd be able to bury her weird right totally weird But they, in quotation marks, are not safe. And he's he's kind of a low-lying toad of they, isn't he? Does isn't he like a low-lying toad of they? Now here's a not-so-low-lying toad: the Moderna CFO, chief financial officer, exits a day after taking charge, as former employer launches probe. We're launching a probe. Moderna Inc.'s chief financial officer, Jorge Gomez, departed a day after taking charge. So you walk into your office for the first time, you meet the staff, you sit down, you're getting all your email shit together, getting ready to start making that big Moderna money, stock options, benefits, four weeks paid vacation, a day later, you're out. The vaccine maker said I went following his former employer disclosing an internal probe related to financial reporting. Gomez's appointment was announced in April, and he assumed charge on Monday. Moderna said he left on Tuesday after Dentsply Sirona Inc. announced the investigation. The probe, which may cause a delay in the dental product maker's quarterly filing with u.s security regulators was focused on the use of incentives to sell products to distributors and whether those were properly accounted guys skimming dental supply which i guess is dental supply last month fired its then ceo don casey without disclosing a reason so he's ripping people off gomez was not immediately available for comment when contacted on linkedin while Moderna did not have any additional comments beyond the press release and the filing. Moderna said recently, retired finance chief David Melline will return as the company reopens its search for the new CFO. It's tough optics for Moderna. They spent a lot of time and effort hiring the new CFO. They didn't spend enough, apparently. Like, how is how could you not? Like, how, as, 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 as a company, as powerful as moderna how could you not notice something like that well you know they are under investigation and he is the number 2 there oh don't worry about it don't don't worry about it i think it'll end, it'll end at the uh, the ceo's feet so this is a company who makes a corporate decision to hire somebody coming out of a company that is under an SEC investigation. What does that tell you about Moderna's decision-making ability? Not good. So if you translate this across the vaccine world or the vaccine story, what kind of decision are are they making there? Not good. They're making bad decisions and they make a bad decision here. Moderna shares fell one percent to one thirty ninety-eight in early trading. Tough optics for Moderna. It seems the problem is that the previous company it should have no impact. No, see, this is this is why we are so fucked up, okay? There, these people are so connected to this scientific model where things are isolated, right? They're isolated. Well, it's just this thing. And if we either just address this thing or don't address this one thing, we'll solve our problem either by addressing it or not addressing it. What they don't understand is the holistic impact of the thing. So that analyst says, well, you know, there's the other company. It's not going to affect. If you look at the decision-making process, that should be an alarm. But th- these people are so short-sighted and they're, they're operating with blinders because they all want to maximize profits at whatever cost. They can't afford to be holistic. They can't afford to look at the big picture and say, who the fuck is making decisions at Moderna? And is that decision-making process impacting their products? We need to be concerned because it seems to point to a terrible decision-making process from the top down. Are they saying that? No. Oh, prior company. Don't worry about it. We're fine over here. No, you're not fine. You're not fine. You're in trouble. And you're in trouble because your decision-making process is corrupt. And what do you do? You hired a corrupt CFO. Duh. This is the problem with the world people don't understand this. this. This is like fundamental physics, metaphysics 101. The hire was a reflection of what's going on in Moderna. You're going to hire corrupt people. It's the way it is. You can't hire anything like attracts like. It's a race to the bottom. All right. What else do I have here? I got that clone song in my head now. I kind of like it. By the way, I am going to recommend something from my own feed. This is actually pretty cool. Um, maybe we maybe I'll put a link in uh, the chat here. So back in 2017. I did, a, uh, I did a show with this group of really interesting, yeah, I think they're millennials. And the uh, group is called The Sync Book, and that's S Y N C H uh, B O O K dot com. And they have this thing called Always Record. And they had me on, it was uh, 414, 414. Four four 2017 and I think this is about a two and a half hour recording. Let me uh, let me put it in the chat. That- Local. Um, here, let me put this in the chat. This is really an amazing conversation. It's a it's a really really good Mercury retrograde experience here, and I'll tell you why it's so good. Let me throw it in chat. Number one, that uh, the the the, the book group, I think there are three people, four people, maybe. They were so smart and they asked the best questions and I think there were four of them and they knew what was going on. They they knew what was going on at a meta level. And some of the stuff we talked about, we talked about Russia. They asked me about the astrology of Russia and I said, well, you know, they got Chiron going through their ninth house, which means they can't play possum. They're going to be drawn out into the world and have to deal with conflict. That eventually happened. We talked about Ukraine, big discussion there about Ukraine, the Ukrainian symbolism of the flag, Maserati, like all this stuff, right? Malaysia airlines, all that, all those things that are going on during that time. We're talking about it. And I think I even talked about Elon Musk, though. I, I don't remember actually talking about Elon. I I, I don't I didn't go back and listen. I don't remember talking about him because I don't remember everything I talked about, but I didn't get to the part where I was listening to Elon. I think I listened about a half an hour, maybe 45 minutes of you. So I'm like, man, this is really good. And so, um, you know, I inquired, like, are you guys still doing this? And they're like, well, no, we we went dark in 2018 because things were getting really weird. And we needed to just, kind of go gray. And I think SJ Anderson, who's on my Twitter feed, um, he was part of that group. He lives in Austin. He's an astrologer. And hopefully um, one of the people from the sync book is moving to Dallas. So hopefully we can maybe all get together in Austin. That'd be really cool, but that's worth a listen. And it's worth a listen for a number of reasons. Number one, because we're talking about what's happening now. This is 2017. And number two, it gives you an insight into what I would call the, the positive expression of the millennials. Who, when they decide to go deep, man, they go, they go really deep. They go super deep. That's what happens. And that's what they were doing. Like they got Pluto and Scorpio, man. They want to get to the bottom. They want to get to the bottom of Lake Mead when there's water in it. Now, that's a metaphor too, man. That is such a metaphor. That whole Lake Mead thing. and it's it's exposing what's been buried at the bottom. That's coming. That's coming. You know, we were already seeing it with the with the two thousand mule stuff. That's happening. Now, what, whether or not has any, so it will do a couple things. Number one, it will reaffirm many people's POV about what happened. That's number one. Number two, it will, it will be another wedge between people their trust and faith in government in the system. Be another wedge. And when that happens, things get sketchy because they know that we know that they are completely and utterly corrupt. And when that happens, it's like pedal to the metal. It's like, okay, fuck it. Let's go. There's, there's, that was the thing that happened when theoretical COVID ended. When we came out of the Janus ritual, it was like, here we are. Our masks are off now. There, there, there's no pretense about any of this. Oh, they may have some weird lip service or whatever during a presser. It's Russia's fault. But other than that, there's, there's no pretense anymore now. I mean, Joe Biden has come out and said the biggest problem in this country are white conservatives. He's telling you this is a problem and they're lining everything up that they can in order to track and trace and deal with the issue because these are people who put on the sunglasses and they need to, they need to deal with the imminent threat. Which is people waking up. The next few weeks are going to be very interesting, and a lot of it, I think, will look decidedly dark. Okay, we're going through this weird eclipse. It's very dark eclipse on Saturday. You know, this lunar, and Trump is going to be in Austin on this lunar eclipse. It's going to be weird. He's having a rally in Austin. And Austin's a big activist city. There's a lot of lefties in Austin. And and, and if they're low on lefties, they'll ship them in. They'll bring them on buses. They'll ship them in from Houston. They'll ship them in from Dallas, wherever. Let's go. Right. Maybe as far away as Chicago. This could get really disruptive this weekend in Austin. It could get violent. So over the course of the next couple of weeks here, as things begin to look dark, there's also something else happening, which I'm going to call it the alchemy of exposure not disclosure, but exposure, the alchemy of exposure. We're gonna see things over the course of the next few weeks that are going to be shocking. Some of which might be minimalized to the best of their ability so that you don't pay attention, but they have to somehow let the world know that this has taken place. Pay attention. Pay attention to these events, the ones that are they're trying to to minimize and minimalize, right? Pay attention to them. Those are telling events. So we're gonna see things over the next week or two that are gonna be hard hard to handle and hard to deal with. And some of those things theoretically. Will actually have some kind of positive impact on our own experience and our own environment. Don't don't fall asleep at the wheel here, and don't feel like you know you got to put the hose on the exhaust and uh, open the windows and close the garage door and start your engines. Like we're not there, and things are looking fairly dark. I'm not here to sugarcoat that. But there's this process now that's taking place and it is a revelatory process. And where we are, nothing is immune to it, nothing. It's like that thing with the CFO at at Moderna, not even Moderna, this massive international pharmaceutical company can hire a relatively benign fucking CFO. First of all, if you're a CFO, and you're going to work for Moderna, you're already corrupt. These people aren't stupid. They know exactly what's going on for the most part. But what they do is they compartmentalize and just put it away, right? So they couldn't get the top shelf uh, financial people. They had to get somebody who was compromised because they're compromised. It goes right back to this whole thing, right? The... the the matching of the signal, the, 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 the dark spiritual other, they found each other, you know, he was their, their, their dark financial soulmate and good luck hiring somebody who is going to work for you, who is legit, who when the, you open the books, they're not going to either drink themselves to death or accidentally suicide themselves. So Kate Bush and Peter Gabriel did a song called Don't Give Up. It was a Peter Gabriel song. Kate Bush sang on it. Don't give up. I think that's the maxim. Hang in there. Hang in there, especially over the course of the next couple of weeks. Because the, 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 the dark revelations are coming. They're coming. Even Bill Gates, right? Let's do this right here. I'll show you this one. This is ridiculous. This is a dark revelation. Look at this clown. It wasn't until early February when I was in a meeting that experts at the foundation said, there's no way, you know, this, there's been too much uh, travel without diagnosis uh, for us to contain this. And then at that point, we didn't really understand the fatality rate. You know, We didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly, kind of like flu is, although a bit different than that. So that was a pretty s- scary period right. uh, where the world didn't go on alert including the United States, nearly as fast as it needed to. What the fuck did he just say? All right, this is what they do. He basically told you, hey, look, it's really just the flu, but a little bit different. That's what he said. He just admitted it. It's just the flu, but a little bit different. We found, and the mortality rate isn't as bad. The mortality rate was manufactured. And then he says, well, the United States didn't have a swift enough response. Why? Why? If it was just a flu, but a little bit different and affected the elderly, why did the response need to be swifter? And what would you have done? Gotten out more flu shots? Dark revelation right there. He's telling you, yeah, we didn't really understand it. No, you sure as fuck acted like you understood it at the time. Oh, the level of surety, confidence, mastery, unparalleled. Now it's like, well, we really didn't understand it. Eroding more confidence in the system, unless, of course, you're just a zombie at this point. And, oh, yes, yes, yes. Good, 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 good. Whatever you you say, Bill, I'll do whatever you say. Whatever's next. Whatever the next thing is. I was driving through Dripping Springs yesterday, and there is this Ukrainian flag, this big fucking Ukrainian flag on this property. It's bigger than the American flag. It's certainly bigger than the Texas flag. This Ukrainian flag is enormous. And it sits closer to the highway than the American flag and the Texas flag are flying. It's like, who does this? Yeah. Who does this? Ridiculous. Look at Jasper. He's relaxed. Jasper, you are chilling. You're chilling in the apocalypse. Look at him. If we just all have this attitude right here. We'd be fine. Not a care in the world, right? Just in the moment, biting the hand that feeds them. All right, I'm out of here. Um, hang in there. Do your best to stay healthy, right? Endure in order to evolve. That's that's the theme. And if something is above your your pay grade, just give it away. Surrender. Just surrender. Give it up. Say of my own will, I can do nothing. I'm, you know, I'm passing it over to you. I don't know what to do with this. I just don't know what to do with this. We got a guy here. Who's this guy? What's up? It's locked. What's that? Oh, okay. Hold on. The pest control people are here. I'll be right with you. I got to go. Use your head in order to discern what's real, your heart too stable when it's possible. I'm Robert Phoenix. Take good care. We'll see you back here, not here, but on the uh, Friday forecast tomorrow. Bye for now.